This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, the three times weekly show looking at all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and for the last day of school, I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath, as always. Harry, how's it going? Good to see you. All good here, Rich. All good. All good. special guest, just to test out that his internet is working, Mr. Benjamin Bloom. <laughs> ben, we can We're see you in crystal clear HD. We're going to uh, find out whether Talk Talk can walk the walk. Ergo, have they passed their forklift driver's test, Richard? They give yeah. the tests, Ben. You're looking very good. We must we must explain that you've been out mm. of action from the internet. You've moved house, haven't you, and all that stuff, and internet so has just arrived. Mm. on the 17th, and the quickest they can do it is like two weeks from your moving yeah. date. So, yeah. And I didn't trust doing a, a full show on this thing so thank you rich for um picking up the slack but i'm back from outer space i just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face carry on yes and we've been <laughs> running a mock since you've been away no it's um it's, it's very, been great i've been really boring. enjoying the show <laughs> um, just in time for the last game of the season as well um so we're gonna um the agenda for today we're gonna Obviously, talk through um, last um, no last week and very quickly. An agenda. No, get an agenda. Actually, that's not true. I was very. You put it special <laughs> that filing cabinet that you took. No. There's too many already, isn't yeah. it? Sorry, Harry, I've hijacked <laughs> it. Lowbrow. Lowbrow. Um, we'll go back through Sheffield United. We'll talk about Leeds. It might be a bit of a tricky one, though. Probably my theory that there will be a full rotation. Um, ben doesn't think so. Ben's got a really interesting um, angle on that one. So we'll we'll do Leeds. Um, the pleasure of having Harry go through the squad as we have done for the last 45-odd weeks. Um, and um, we've got loads of questions, as always. We're right at the end of the season. Um, so, like, we've got Buckaroo out and our game gears out. We'll get through all the questions. We'll do, as long as they're not offensive, we'll try and answer every question today as a kind of a farewell for the season. And then we'll get kind of summings up from all of us of how, we've <laughs> how we thought the season was. Classic. Brilliant. It'll go down in history. It actually will. That's the depressing thing. Did you see for SkySports.com, I gave it one out of ten. Did you That's published today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting, Ben. If you're going to get a mark for interesting, it's up there, isn't it? I thought, can you give it zero? No, let's give, let's give it one. 
There you go. And I quoted you, Harry, actually. I said, the season that has mocked us at every turn. That's, right. a, that's a Harry from Bath quote stolen. Yeah, it has. Well, it mocked us again on Saturday against Sheffield United because we now have no fit strikers. We've got through Will Keane um, and we've and Caden Jackson possibly limped off with some injury as well. Ben, you were at um, Bramall Lane, weren't you? Tell us about the atmosphere because it's probably a million miles away from the kind of atmosphere and optimism that, that's at Portman Road at the moment. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, absolutely buzzing, you know, and... That or what I always call the big game feel, where the back of the concourse is full, like forty minutes before kickoff. Everyone, there was there was something in the air, and as you guys covered on the previous show, they 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 didn't disappoint. Um, and I think a lot of Ipswich fans just kind of went with the story that was being, you know, we kind of just watched as um, onlookers to the end of a brilliant story for um, Chris Wilder. Yeah. And the thing that you kind of talk about, the atmosphere and it being kind of palpable and in the air, it's been ages since I walked to Portman Road. There was a, there was a, about four or five summers in a row under Burley where you walked down to Portman Road and there was an, a sense of anticipation there. We just haven't had that. And I assume that was kind of walking to the ground. You could kind of feel it as well, not just in the stadium itself. Last time I can remember that at Portman Road is when Lincoln bought half of Lincoln. And I thought, <laughs> oh God, this, you know, yeah. something's... Something's, you know, yeah. something's a cooking here. There's something in the air here. So it was nothing to do with Ipswich anyway. But no, it was, it was absolutely palpable. And uh, I think you've seen um, some very funny videos of Chris Wilder, um, Richard Stearman, since mm. had a good <laughs> Richard Stearman and John Egan. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were way too good for us. Let's just say yeah. it. Harry, did you manage to to watch it on the telly? Any any I thoughts? Watched it, I, I watched it on the box. Yeah. Um, where do you begin? Just little things. Um, the lack of intensity from a town point of view. Why did we go through this? The lack of intensity closing down, particularly when they got near our box. That was the pattern that kept coming up, and they were firing in crosses with pressure, with very little pressure. And the the way that they stood us up to play in um, it was O'Connell who ran through to play the ball across to Hogan for the first goal. You know, we the, the birds on the trees knew that the full backs attacked. In, in Sheffield and I think Teddy lost him Bish lost him he just you know he goes to through slides the ball across but it all came from a very static moment outside our box the lack of pressure second goal Gherkins yeah I've wondered again the, the corner spun into the edge of the six yard box and the thing we saw Queen's Park Rangers that thing of you know if you if you drill them in fizz them in that close um you know, you know, are we are we vulnerable with Gherkin and goal? Um, and Mullet, of course, highlighted that we had uh, Jack O'Connell hadn't. You know, afterwards he highlighted the fact that we'd said Jack O'Connell hadn't scored many goals this season. Um, and just to <laughs> let everyone know, this switch. week, this yeah, yeah, this week it's Adam Forshaw. Just to point that out, that's that's this week's Jack yeah. O'Connell. So just to Lump get that in, everyone. really. Well, we didn't get a week. Well, did we say what was yeah. our? Oh no, it was it was bet on twenty to one, wasn't it? To switch yeah. yeah. or McGoldrick yeah. to score any time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, that was yeah. to be expected. The one thing I want to call out, and, and I think you, you mentioned this on your post-match review and, and has subsequently been proven by Sheffield United's own Twitter account, I think, or someone else, that this corner kick routine with the kind of the decoy drinks bottle routine, how we fell for that hook, line and sinker. Do you think that, that was deliberate? That was an Alan Neal special, Ben? Absolutely do, yeah. Um, yeah. As you know, if you've seen on my channel, I'm good friends with Jay, who's Blades Analytic, and he's told me, I had a drink with him before Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, and we were talking about, I was at Sheffield United Villa, and 
Um, so someone runs in front of the defender and Medine takes three steps back and they're the screen for him. They do some really, really clever stuff. And yeah. I was sat in the Tony Curry stand again. Apologies. I'm always up around halfway. So I was looking at John Fleck and um, Jack O'Connor was right in my line of sight. And mm. I'm sorry, he it doesn't take that long to drink a whatever energy thing. He was deliberately stalling. He ran over to come short and um, Alan Judge spotted him. Um, it was a de- it was a definite ploy, definite yeah. definite. And ploy. Billy Sharp and the keeper as well. Well, you do you find a bigger brain in the championship than than Billy Sharp. I'd like exactly. to see it. Yeah, clever bloke. But I guess Harry, we've got to be well. We can be magnanimous because we're let's talk about Sheffield United yeah. rather than Norwich. We talked about Norwich and said congratulations, and I think probably did justice to their campaign as well. It's it's a great story for them. That it's kind of everything is fit into fit into place, and everything that needed to go right to make this happen has happened. But yeah. Sheffield United is a great story for us because this is a team that has experienced League One. Um, it's a good story because David McGoldrick is player of the season for them as well. So we have to say congrats and, and use this as yeah. maybe a bit of a model to try and bounce yeah. back. Although they have been yeah. down there. They were down there for six seasons, I think, weren't they? Yeah, but they were. It's one small side point. One of them said, and I haven't checked out the numbers on the, on the dates when they all signed, but I, I wonder if Nigel Atkins quietly deserves a bit of credit for putting a lot of the building blocks <laughs> in place before Wilder came along because they said that he inherited a lot of his players and I kind of went oh fair enough that's great and he took what he had and he, and he modelled it brilliantly I'm, 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 not, I'm only talking 5 or 10% here no more than that but the, it's, a, it's a small side point that he took what he inherited and he built a model of play and then they just kept augmenting it and augmenting it one of the progressives we talked about back in Ben and I talked about back in August and they have progressed right the, they've, 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 they've done it they've pushed right the way through it's fantastic mm-hmm. but it's that thing if you have a clear model of play players who are imperfect which is what you get in the championship they play 20 percent above themselves and um, when you're you know but you have to do it incrementally you have to build a, 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 a style and a pattern believe in it and then just keep grafting on the quality as you go and as we saw in january that's what they did on in contrast possibly we'll come on to leeds looking at their january window that might be a little that might be a little side story we can we can touch on in a bit yeah Ben, I know we mm-hmm. um, we imagine well we pretend the Premier League doesn't exist, so we're saying goodbye to two teams and, and th- a third will join them at some point. Um, but any thoughts on which team is better equipped to survive out of Norwich and Sheffield United from what you've God. seen? Um, can I answer another question? Um, I would say that it, it doesn't really matter, Rich. It's I think for both of those teams, just get up there, don't change too much, yeah. um, don't knacky wage structure it doesn't matter if you pay ender stevens double or ollie norwood double if you get relegated and some everton want to sign them for 20 million they're going anyway so get up there give it a good go um don't do what fulham have done and uh, you know get rid of million Kearney quid and, yeah, yeah and, you know that brilliant Kearney, johansson and um mcdonald midfield they're completely yeah. Break it all, break it all up. Don't do that. Get up there, take the money. I contend that the elite tier of English football teams are the 20 teams in the Premier League and those in receipt of parachute payments. So the teams that go up are now in the elite. And if they even hit five out of 10 on how they run their club, they stay 
ahead of everybody else. That's all they need to do now. They've done the hard work. Don't mess it up now. Norwich seem to have learned their lessons as well, Harry. There was there's some stuff that's come out today with interviews with Stuart Weber and who's kind of uh-huh. masterminded the whole thing on the field, certainly, and the recruitment off it. Um, Norwich appeared to be saying that the budget is going to be 20 million and, and that will probably be it and we'll, we'll live with that and if we come down, we come down. But they'll be in such a stronger position as a result of going up, won't they now? Yeah, if they're faithful to the model, exactly that. It's the same as Sheffield United, the drop down, they can do what Burnley did. Keep the infrastructure in place, keep the style, keep the way of thinking right. Expect they might lose one or two players, but I'm not sure again, even if Nor- but Norwich and Sheffield United, if they were both to drop, whether they would have um, players of sufficient quality that they would all be cherry picked away by the existing Premier League teams. So you could see them regrouping to turn around and go straight back up again if that was the case um it's um yeah it's uh they, and certainly for them it was a classic situation of the players blossoming in the second season they had the first, you know, all those germans those imports the players they brought in learning the league in the first year and then suddenly plus so you know they had a, a brilliant crop of youth players coming through as well so that it was it was a perfect storm for them in that sense but um, and but, harry can i just yeah. add to the perfect storm go, go for it this was yeah. mentioned when Leicester won the Premier League. And yes, before I say this, Norwich, Sheffield United and Leeds have been absolutely brilliant. But it is the failure of every parachute team over the last three years to do anything with their parachute money that's opened the way for Norwich, Sheffield yeah. United and Leeds. Yeah. Particular, um, Norwich and Leeds are very good on um, revenue, but none of those teams should be in the top three um, given the financial advantages of other teams. Not taking anything away yeah. from them. And the same when Leicester won the league. Leicester um, had a great season when all the people who really should be above them had a had a, had a bad season. If you count up um, your Hull, Swansea, Stoke, West Brom, Sunderland, or even off in another division, all the parachute teams have just stood aside and gone, Mr. Wilder, Mr. Farker, on you go. Yeah. We're not going to challenge you. So perfect storm. But um, in our WhatsApp group, and Joe was very fair and very right. Um, who, who was the golfer who said, "The more I practice, the luckier I get." The mm. smarter Norwich and Sheffield United have. Um, they've been there to take advantage of this perfect storm, and I applaud them for it. Yep, exactly right. You you got to exploit the moment when you get it. Another team that will be in that mould who hasn't got parachute money and haven't had for some time, who at one point, maybe three weeks ago, would have assumed that it would be them celebrating right now, who come to Portman Road um, with no wins out of three, which I guess we wouldn't have predicted. Again, if you rewind three weeks, it's Leeds United. It's a... It's a sad story. Leeds are going to divide opinion amongst the neutrals. Most people think dirty Leeds and all that kind of stuff. But Leeds is a big, massive club. You just need to go to Ellen Road, as we all did, and see that stadium and think, you know, 2001. This was the, you know, this was a big club on the verge of something really big, and it just, for whatever reason, off the field primarily, it just went wrong. And the Leeds would have been a really good welcome addition to the Premier League. They find themselves third, as I say, after a really terrible Easter. Two defeats and then a draw last Sunday yeah. against Villa. Find themselves in the playoffs. And we'll talk about the squad, but I think we need to talk about Bielsa. Leeds started like a runaway train, didn't they, guys? It was the start of the season. There was It was exactly what the blueprint that we were expecting from a Bielsa team. There was chat about how long will this last? And it's perhaps lasted maybe more than some people at the start of the season thought. But are we seeing this kind of high-intensity approach catching up with Leeds when it mattered? Or is it just 
one of those championship things where Wigan need a, a win to survive and have, have managed to achieve that and they're just unfortunate circumstances. Where where do you take it? Harry, I'll, I'll start with you, but your thought on Bielsa and, and Leeds and where they find themselves now? He's been phenomenal what he's done. He's absolutely adored there. It's it's not just... Um, it's it's not just his tactical innovation. It's he, it, you know, it's it's no coincidence that he managed Bilbao in the past. That sense of looking at the identity of a club. He's, you know, he's so holistic in his approach. It's as I say, it's not just coming up with clever tactical innovations or or that obsessive obsession that he has with detail. Um, I mean, one of their fans described him as changing an entire club's way of thinking and changing everybody's lives. You know, he's he's kind of got that sense of, and he's also, you know, that's that sense of the whole complete nature of the club but also um something one of them said and i think this is true um that p- people new even neutrals feel we deserve promotion this year and have played some entertaining football all season leads generally speaking people tend not to want them to get promoted they've never been a loved team in the championship it's fair to say so for, for bielsa and it's true you know you just think well the way they're playing in a footballing sense they are the good guys and you've got to say well you know it would be nice to see Bielsa with this squad of players with a, maybe grafting a few upgrades on just to see what he would do the, the fun he would have in the Premier League they wouldn't know what was coming mm. but um, they you know they love the way they said about him that he has put everything into the season he's worked miracles and the, some of them are wondering can he has he really taken that squad as far as he possibly can that's that's you know given that it is because broadly speaking when we were at the Elland Road game we watched it together Rich and I were standing virtually beside each other it was virtually the same squad with a few changes a few loan signings like Harrison had come in that they'd had that had finished on the same 50 point mark and I hate to say it as both us and Norwich 12 months ago mm. and um, and yet they you know with that team he was able just to take the raw material and perfect it. He really was. It's phenomenal. So um, anyway, I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what Ben thinks, but that's you know. Yeah, but I was g- going to say, kind of, you've seen quite a lot of leads over the course of the season as well, Ben. What's what's your take on uh, second uh, latterly on um, on their style of play and the approach they've taken this season? But maybe this kind of this stumble to the line that has cost them automatic promotion. Have you got any theories on that? Well, as Harry would say, my head is exploding at the moment. I have so much to say, and I'll try not to talk for too long. First of all, Bielsa has only been at Leeds one year. Farker has had two, and Wilder has has had three. That needs to be remembered. I rank Bielsa with Rafa Benitez um, and Graham Taylor when he came back to Watford the second time as just way too good for for this division. Um, If this was a race... um, Leeds' top speed would be higher than their highest recorded speed in the race would be higher than Norwich and Sheffield United. No, but Norwich and Sheffield United's average speed would and their consistency would would, would be better. I saw Leeds. There's yeah. two Leeds games I've seen, Rich. Um, the the Spygate one. I was there against Derby. They were incredible. And uh, Villa Leeds. Um, your are they your fourth team or your third My team third behind teams, Ipswich yeah. and Cobb? Right. Um, <laughs> Villa, I know, I know you love Villa. I love Villa too, Rich. Um, Leeds won there. They were they were brilliant. And then is that um, the one on them. over Christmas? The yeah, it was three yeah, right two close in the to last Christmas. minute. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, was... they they were absolutely mm. brilliant. Um, I think um, Harry is right. I think Leeds have an outstanding manager. Um, one outstanding Hernandez, one outstanding player, and Janssen and Phillips are very good and Casillas probably very good. And yes, I do agree with Harry um, 
Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Bamford and the um, divide um, everyone has on him up at Leeds. Um, yeah. With regards to the burnout, the running stats say no. Um, but And I just listened to the Football Ramble on the way in and they had a good conversation. You can't measure mental burnout, can mm. you? We can, we can still yeah. say they're pressing effectively. Um, but from what I've seen... It's, if they'd had Pookie or Sharp or Adams or Abraham, um, and this is when we get into the Bamford conversation, mm-hmm. um, I think I think they'd have 90 points, Rich. Mm-hmm. Well, it, Kemar Roof's injury has come at a really terrible time for them as well, hasn't it? And mm. I mean, Harry, should we um, should we do our kind of whistle stop? Yeah. Go on, yeah. Bef- go on. Before I do that, I just want to pick up on a couple of things Ben highlighted. They're brilliant. The last three games, 81 shots, 18 on target, two 81. goals. 81. 81 shots. I took it off the BBC Three website. Games. Three games. Yeah. Wow. 81 shots. 18 on target. Two goals. Um, and uh, the the other point I'd make is it it might well be that not every, the Leeds fans they weren't talking about everybody being tired, but they highlighted um, Hernandez and they highlighted Klitsch as who are two of the more creative players who they particularly have been under the weather. They felt they've been playing within themselves in the last few weeks. Now, you don't just say the whole squad suddenly gets mentally tired, but if one or two players are suddenly dropping by about 10%, now, Ben, you've seen them firsthand. I'd be interested to get your take on that. The other factor that they, 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 they several of them have highlighted was that perhaps they could have done more in the January window. And it wasn't a criticism of Bielsa, but this idea that he has this, you know, he creates this perfect organism of a football team so therefore you tinker with it very gently you don't just bring you know if anything he's almost too cautious about how he alters the balance of it so for example they brought in Casilla the goalkeeper for uh, who replaced Peacock Farrell in goal and a guy called Bogush um, is a real uh, playmaker from Poland a prospect but that was it they lost uh, the one player they feel they shouldn't have got rid of was Samuel Saiz, who went out to Getafe on loan because they felt that him and going back to the covalent bonds, they felt him and Hernandez had a very strong understanding. But but the big thing, as they felt, the possibly if they could have augmented maybe with one more finisher, one more striker within their model, but also um, the, the the fear that. Those two players in particular, Hernandez and Cleish, who are two of their more creative midfielders, who are, you know, they're two of the more inventive ones. The fact that they they feel that they're a little bit mentally weary. They they don't want, they'd be very happy if they didn't turn up on Sunday, put it that way. Does that, how does that chime, Ben? Does that make sense? It makes, it makes, it might be right. It's one of those things that it's impossible to prove or disprove. What I will say, Harry, is mm. there's a lot resting on Hernandez. Yeah. Um, if Hernandez yeah. drops off the whole team jobs, it's similar to Buendia at um, Norwich where he literally goes yeah. out of the team and, and they don't Jaws win. Died, um, yeah. Um, yeah. They lose altitude. So there's, there's a lot on him. I, you're probably right about Saez and I know everyone gets injuries but Bamford's been out most of the season. Roof's had two spells out. Hernandez yeah. was out over Christmas. Berardi's only just come back. Cooper was out for um, yeah. a little bit. Douglas is currently oh, out. Dallas uh, is just Is Alioski? Where's Alioski? He's out. Alioski's they're, they're, done for the season. They've no yeah, left backs no, no whatsoever. Left backs. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have they I know everyone gets injuries, but um mm. when you think when you think about their competing with Norwich and Sheffield United and Norwood didn't get injured, Sharp didn't get injured, Pookie didn't, didn't get injured, injured. <laughs> yeah. Wendy didn't get injured. Do you know what mm. I mean? The really important players for the um so 
yeah, there, there, there might there might be something in that um, in that Harry. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go through yeah, the squad. Should we go through the squad, yeah. Harry? Because the yeah. first thing I was going to call out is, and we talked about you know Sheffield United last week. Billy Sharp gets injured for a few weeks. Um, and who comes in to replace mm-hmm. him? One of McGoldrick, Medine, Hogan. I'm looking at the squad yeah. here at Leeds, and you've got Kemar Roof out, and it's yeah. Patrick Bamford and Isaiah yeah. Brown, maybe, or Izzy Brown, yeah, possibly. Izzy Brown, yeah, sorry, um, Tyler Roberts went yeah. up front earlier in the season. Yeah, Rich. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there isn't yeah. there isn't that maybe that depth that maybe there is at Sheffield United. Certainly, maybe maybe Norwich, particularly at that end of the pitch. Should we should we start there and work our way back? Because I'm sure Ben wants yeah, to talk sure. about Bamford and the Bamford yeah. dilemma, or whatever you want to call it. But it's he's that's yeah, Ben absolutely nailed it, Ben. It's they he he splits opinion. He really does. Um, some players feel the problem with Roof is that he isn't clinical enough. Um, but just as equally, some people were saying some Leeds fans on Twitter wanted him to have a four-game ban rather than a two-game ban <laughs> for his uh, for his uh, for his what was the phrase deception of a match official? Was that the yeah. phrase they used? Yeah, after in the Villa game. Um, he's um, they they feel. He, some of it could be that he's too languid in his style. They talk about him being half a yard off the pace compared to the rest of the team. You look at the whole, um, the the intense ethos of the the team, the way that you know this industry that they, the 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 sheer speed with which they move the ball, the, the you know the clever movement, the high pressing, the turning the ball over and sort of in in your face basically, and and then and overloading in attack. Um, and they wonder whether Bamford is possibly a little bit too genteel that way but he is a finisher relative to everybody else they have in the squad um the lack of ruthlessness um they were very cross with them they were furious with them over the um over over the incident against villa and i found this absolutely golden quote which was cheaters are not welcome in this game and certainly not in a leeds leeds shirt i'll leave that there that's where i was going i was coming from a different era altogether very streetwise but that's that aside um the, whereas with Roof, and they hope they think Roof might get a run out as he tries to build, rebuild match fitness because he, um, with his hip injury, he's they think it's more of a, a kind of knock rather than a um, than a than anything than anything serious. Um, now Roof, they were saying about him that he's he's he fits the model that they play really really well. When he was at Oxford, they, when he first came in, they, they saw him I think more as a winger a couple of years ago, but. Um, he can't play to his full speed with this injury that he's carrying. Um, they, and again, it's he's not really a hold-up striker either. He's somebody, it's all about movement for him. He does a lot with his movement and frees up the space for the guys immediately and behind then to come through and exploit. So, um, but they love him. They think he, one of them said, they, he, they, I bet he sleeps at night. He's selfless and his work for the team is something else, even by our current standards. But um, sometimes, though, he can be careless when he gets the ball and he gives away stupid fouls, giving, you know, um, when he tries to retrieve it, um, but he's not clinical enough. They say they, some of them said if he's go- if you're going to play him as a net net striker, he's probably a, if you could benchmark him against the Sheffield United one, possibly Hoganish in that playing off the last man might be how you would get best use out of him. But um, but they don't see him as a clinical finisher. This is his, so that's, is this but, his first full season because he came from Oxford, didn't he? Did he join him in January? Am I right thinking that or he joined them in? No, he's. I think he goes back. He goes back a little bit further than that. Okay, fine. Yeah, he does. Um, he was 2016. He came in. Okay. Yeah, but was from was from youth product originally. But he's. Um, so they're the two, as I say. But that that's what they have. I mean, Tyler Roberts has gone up front as well. But can he's I, also. Harry, can I? Can oh, I come dive in? Dive in. Dive yeah. In. Um, the, the weird thing is, Rich. It seemed to be that the plan all along has been Bamford up front 
And Harry's just hit the nail on the head because we all know Bielsa all season has played 4-1-4-1. So effectively, um, Roof, where Tyler Roberts has been playing, would he basically in centre midfield. Um, mm. Joe would call him an eight rather than a rather than a ten. And yeah. I've been just wondering for weeks because um, Roof has been back now. I know he was in the moon boot to begin with, and then that came off, and he was back on the bench. And I've just been wondering, they're struggling for finishing, why he hasn't put both Roof and Bamford in. I don't know whether he's just loyal to Roberts or whether Harry's right. But um, uh. Bamford's just strange, Harry, because the numbers are actually quite good. Um, I think he's got 10 goals and yeah. probably only yeah. made 15 or 16 starts for each. But um, I, was, I was at the game against Villa and he did a couple of nice things um, back to goal and bringing in other players, you know, if Ailing was forward or Dallas was forward from fullback, but they need a finisher. They need yeah. Billy yeah. Sharp or Timu Puki. Um, so, and far be it for me to question Bielsa, because obviously this would have been completely picked out and and put in. But um, Bamford's a kind of clever back to goal. What, Teddy Sheringham maybe tight with with a little bit more, yeah. little, little bit more speed, but less good in the air. Um, but Rich, remember when I had my hissy fit and refused to go to Bolton because they kept cancelling the game? Leeds should have won that game three one, and Bamford should have scored three goals. And Birmingham had Che Adams. And Leeds had Patrick Bamford and Birmingham won. Yeah. And I get the sense that Bamford is one of these strikers that needs three or four chances to get his goal as well. He, the Brentford game, I seem to remember, he was quite... I mean, he had the penalty, didn't he? But he, I think he, his confidence was shot then, Yeah, Rich. possibly. Yeah. But he, he is a spiky player, though. Through his career, I think he's had those moments where he just won't be able to get it on target, let alone score. I'm and, attempting to quote the whole Blue Monday team, Rich, though. Dave would say, there's a player there. There's a player there, but I think he's in this ilk, and there's a load of them now of these the strikers that, or just can't. Top championship, not enough good for yeah. Prem, perhaps. But Robert mm. Earnshaw, Robert Earnshaw, Daryl Murphy, yeah, <laughs> David Nugent. Shall we? Um, shall we uh, move our way yeah, back? To happy this birthday corner? to David Nugent, by the way. Sorry. Is it his birthday? Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh. We hate you still. No, we don't. No, no, he's not. Thanks for he ruining. When he scored that goal for Burra, he he walked back and he was shaking his head. He says, "I don't know either." No, <laughs> so I'd cut him some. I'd cut him some slack. I really would. Oh, he's dear. Good at what he so does. who else? So, so in terms of who else they've got, I mean, we leave. They have a couple of kind of really. If Bielsa wants to bring in a couple of teenage prospects, they have a couple of kids who I'll give one-liners to. Plan, who else? They've talked about, what have the fans said? You've got players, for example, like um, Tyler Roberts, who they could, or Izzy Brown, they possibly could go in there. Um, Izzy Brown, um, Chelsea, Chelsea Lombard, yeah. yes, he was in the Huddersfield team that came through, that got promoted. He was in with Aaron Moy and, um, the, oh, what's his name, at, at Bristol City as well. The, um, Casey the, Palmer. Casey Palmer, that team that went up that time, really, really good. Um, he, but he doesn't necessarily, he's had an injury blighted season. Um, and actually, they used the word, this one didn't come from me, they said, we need a bit, little more variation and spice going forward. So um, and, uh, Brown could give us that. He's a bit of a luxury player. He won't give you everything in terms of pressing. So he's not perfect for the Bielsa model. And he hasn't, he, they, Bielsa likes, I think you have to be very much part of the fold. That almost like it's the, the single mind of everybody playing on the same wavelength. And I don't think he's quite synchronized in that sense. But he has got, they described him as having an in the right place eye for goal about him. So he he actually is probably more of a finisher than, certainly than Roof would be in that situation. Um, right, guess, how, said, guess how many minutes Izzy Brown's played this season? Go on. 
probably no. Yeah, oh, that's right. what they're thinking. They want to give him a run out. Yeah, they're, they're not they're paying him. They're look, whatever. They're looking for there if it's Chelsea, Rich. Yeah. Come on, that's the model at Chelsea. Isn't it? Um, Sorry, Harry. No, that's a good point. It's um, but they said you know if they're looking for a joker in the playoffs. You know, get him in because he is now fit apparently. So you know he could be somebody. Even give Roof half a game to get fit, and then bring Easy Brown on for half a game just to see what he's got about him as well. Just to see if he can synchronise in with all of the other players. They say um, Roof and Roberts will probably give you more around the park in terms of link-up play, but Brown gets goals, and that's why they're thinking. Well, it's it's one of the perfect phrase. It's time to risk it with him. So it's a possibility, as I say. Given Harry, if I if I if I can just come in there, I think. You've already mentioned the most important thing. Patrick Bamford is suspended for the playoff final first leg away yeah. game. So yeah, away this game. is they they just gotta be setting up whatever they're gonna do, Rich, for the for the playoff semi final. Yeah. Which yeah. if it's uh, can you rest Ruth for another game and and not but who who the hell are you gonna play up front? <laughs> well, there was yeah. the debate that we and, and and I alluded to at the start as well that we were kind of hoping or expecting that because they're in the playoffs now they'd be rotating. But your your point is that they're in is it the under twenty threes or the under eighteen? So, yeah, they have beat, a game on Monday. They beat Cov, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, yeah. Um, and played extra time. Or are they so playing Cov? No, I think the final oh, it could be that. Um, and Jack Clark, who Harry we might have been mentioned, played one hundred and twenty minutes as well. Mm. So he's yeah. probably not going to be. Um, going to be playing on um, Sunday as well yeah. but I believe the finals on Monday someone fact check me on on that I'll but, get looking um, yeah. yeah so but we don't I, we don't I, imagine rotation will be as maybe significant yeah. as it might have been otherwise no if not if it's the final of the whatever cup that is and um, at Joe Fairs on that one because he'd know way more about under 23 mm. um, stuff than me but sorry Harry um, carry on no just two the, the two fringe players up front who one of whom has been on the bench they're both 17-year-old. Uh, Matthew Bogush, it was ex-Rusz um, Shorzo, the if you forgive the pronunciation, Poland, very promise, promising Polish player. He's I've seen the, the classic YouTube clips of him, but they've seen they've, they'll, they do comment on the under-23 games. You don't give him space at the edge of the penalty area. He's got a shot on him. He really does. He's he's quite dangerous. He's quite. Um, a different type of midfielder to anything they have in that he has that incisiveness and whereas the others will try and play in he seems to be more if you give him space he, he can he, what's the phrase top top bins is that the phrase they use yeah, I think right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he's got that in it. he's got a rasping shot the other player who again is an odd fit is a guy called Ryan Edmondson 17 year old um, some of them want him to have a run out against us um, he's more of a, he's more of a traditional centre forward one of them described him as a target man um, which is odd for behind the team you wouldn't see him in there but you never know they'll think he's a big strong line leader so again, he could be somebody who's practiced a focal point. Given how desperate they are for resources, I'm just I mention them because they may well pop up off the bench on Sunday. You never well, know. Well, Harry, you but, don't um, want to don't yeah. want to stick Kamar Roof in there and injure your one if he's not exactly. Yeah, injure your one striker for yeah. um, you know, likely yeah. Derby derby away in the playoffs semi-finals really. exactly that yeah on the derby front they're they're terrified of derby i mean there's a rich history between the two clubs i think for years derby couldn't, couldn't beat them derby. twice this season yeah it's yes that's a good point but they're worried with the spygate 
event as well. They've, they're worried about seeing Frank Lampard's smoke face at Elland Road oh, yeah, after the second leg. It's, it's it's a, it's a but but Derby have their own ghosts to kill at the weekend as well. They've got to get the, they've got to get to the playoffs. Well, first. exactly right. And but, it's Tony uh, Pulis's yeah. brother is chasing them down. So Indeed, yeah, it's it's, it's all to, it'll be fun. It's, the it's one the you... one person you don't want waiting. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tony Pulis sitting in Middlesbrough going, oh, yeah. all right then, lads. Okay, fine. I'll have that then. An early couple of goals, exactly. Yeah. One nil, a Sombolonga, three shots. Yeah, oh, fine, I'll take it. Sexy oh football, dear, ball. Yeah. Harry, yeah. I'm looking at the so, clock, and we're 35 minutes in, so I reckon right. we'll hammer through very quickly. Can we do them in 10 minutes, minutes, do you think? The, yeah, we can do. We can we can blast into them. Um, the other options up front, possibly Tyler. Um, they, they, he apparently they were singing his praises after the Villa game. They said Villa were scared to death of him. He made a couple of he made a switch at half time where he took off Harrison and um, Dallas on the left side, and he brought on Berardi and Roberts, and it seemed to transform the. Okay, they got the dodgy goal down the left side. We won't go into that, but it was more the fact that Roberts seemed to give them more balance and purpose on that side of the field. They say about him that he gives much better balance when he's out on the wing. They out there that they feel that's his natural position, and he seems to he gives the rest of the midfield um, some structure and he also particularly if they've got a very ropey left back problem you've got Robert sitting in front which might actually just help secure that flank sort of dropping into Mick logic Harry, Harry just yeah. really I think the other thing Go was they, they wanted Forshaw in the same area as Grealish on Saturday yeah. which I think is why yeah. Roberts wasn't in centre midfield carry on yeah. that's good yeah so so as I say that's so that's that's pretty much everything up uh, on the, as possible striker options. Um, looking at the wingers, we'll come back to. I let Ben lead on Hernandez, but just some <laughs> of the other issues that, that they have. There's two other op- options: Jack Harrison and Jack Clark. Clark Harrison is the, the more likely starter. Um, he's, they haven't done. Everybody describes him on the various websites as a right winger, but he has been played on the left. Manchester City loanee. Harry, um, I don't think and, he's very good. No, this is you beat me to it. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. He's he's You've been posting on Leeds forums, Ben. You need to stop. <laughs> he's, he's, I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> Harry, I've seen Leeds play yeah. ten times this yeah. season. Harrison yeah. starts every game, gets taken off at half time, and then starts the next game. Yeah. Okay, he scored in the Derby Spygate game, but that was because Jack Clark was Paolo Di Canio in it down the other wing. But um, I don't think Harrison's good. Works his socks off and defends well, but he's like a headless chicken going forward. Can be able to turn it into an end product. It's the classic young winger. You know, it's you know they describe him as an average footballer. He always tries to get close to goal to create chances, but usually without scoring. He, you know, so he is. It, it, he has. He hasn't got another level. And they said one of them said he shouldn't be signed permanently. Whether they go up or don't go up, they just don't see. They don't raise him at all. The other issue, the other option on the left wing, I just mentioned very briefly, Jack Clark, who could be a bench option. But again, given there's nothing writing on the game, Bielsa could throw him in. Um, he's a, a very promising 18-year-old, but he um, he had a strange illness in a game against uh, against Borough, February draw, and he's now he's but he's very much a bench option. He was taken ill in the dugout, was taken and it was taken away. Um, and they feel that he's a youngster with an abundance of raw talent, but he struggled when he came off the bench against Wigan and Brentford particularly. He was unable to make any impact on the game at all. They feel just take him out of the firing line till the for till next season. They feel let him let him just let him rebuild. Playing him isn't actually doing his confidence. He's, he's going to be great, Harry. Either wing yeah. as well, brilliant player. Yeah. Yeah, which then so they're the two, as I say, those two possibly as well. Um, uh, Tyler Roberts out wide, and then we come on to Pablo Hernandez. Take it away, Ben. Mm. Oh, just just glorious. Um, 
probably the best player I've seen this season, Rich. And it's the, the master of the half position. So he'll play on the right. And a lot of people have been starting to say, oh, Alan Judge, do, da, do. Alan Judge should try and do exactly what Pablo Hernandez does, which is to start <laughs> out on the right, come deep. And, um, you, you know, Bielsa's team's rich is counter-attack. And just if you see a counter-attack start and Pablo Hernandez receive the ball on the half turn just inside, you are screwed because he's yeah. going to have a brilliant first touch. And um, I know we, we don't go too big on the stats, but key passes, um, pass completion, assists, off the charts, best player in the division and all the stats say it. I know Harry said tired 34, but too good for this division. Champions yeah. League quarterfinalist with Valencia. Brilliant player. And if you're sitting in the Pioneer, if Jack Harrison goes off at half time and Leeds shoot that way first, you get you get him both because he'll swap wings at half time as well, and you get him both <laughs> both halves, which would be well. But um, big big favourite of mine, Rich. Yep. Mm. He's yeah. um. They described sorry, they, they, one, one small little extra side. I'd say they, they they all say that when he actually drifts inside, he's more creative. Sorry, just to, just to echo what Ben was saying. Go on. Sorry, Rich. I was yeah. going to say. So I I watched the Villa. I wasn't at the stadium. But I, the the conversation we had at the start about players starting outside I, I did think that Hernandez wasn't the same player in the Villa game on Sunday as he had been earlier in the season that I that was telling for me and I think he is the marquee player that drags them up a little bit oh they won't they won't win the playoffs if he's not playing well yeah. they won't period yeah and I think that's yeah. that's possibly part of it and and the more I think about it as well the more I hear from um, both of you it kind of it does feel more that Bielsa is this big presence that has dragged everything yeah. up because you know there's a, a lot of good players in here but these are not top tier champ you know Hernandez aside wait and see what Harry says about Luke Ayling in a minute well <laughs> I like the back four I love the back four in fact both sides but um, but but it does feel Bielsa is the kind of is the X factor for this this team. I totally agree. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Harry, talk to us about um, foreshoring Klitsch then. Okay. Um, well, it's interesting. Klitsch again. What I said earlier about possible issues around tiredness. It, he, if anything, there was a stronger drumbeat about that than there was about Hernandez. The, he, particularly against Brentford, he apparently sorry, so you don't want a tired midfielder playing against Brentford, that's all I say. You know, it's, it's the last thing you need. You know, and Brentford with their tails up, nothing to play for and it's sunny. Oh, let's go out and rip whoever comes nearest to shreds. Um, he was pulled around at Brentford, leaving space for Sergi Canos to exploit, was what they said. He was off the pace for long periods. Again, you're playing Brentford, factor that in. Um, but they... He, his role it's kind of um i think it was Bielsa used the phrase he's a kind of mixed midfielder he has a very difficult job to do in that he's kind of covering both left and right within the middle so um closing down also attacking defenders so he's you know it's it's, it's kind of multi-purpose box-to-box role but also with with the but also throwing in the having to be technical oh and score a whole load of goals in the process as well it's a huge um responsibility that he he has on his shoulders um whereas Forshaw is seen more as so they, they described him more as a water carrier than a creative force. He's at his best when he's solid and industrious. He's good at winning tackles. When they, you know, one of them said he put in a real David Batty performance against Villa, and that is high That's praise, quite high in, praise uh, in, say, in, yeah. in, 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 in Leeds. In Leeds, in Leeds speak, oh, it really is. Great um, but as, 
Yeah, he's he's different. It's unlike Klitsch in that he finds it hard to help offensively when he gets up the field. Some of the highlights, the long highlights clips I saw of the Brentford and Villa games, um, when he get in near a goal, it just didn't happen for him at all. I shouldn't be saying that too loudly, but he's he's that's where he's um. That's what that's something he's missing. The other pattern, and this came up going through a number of match day threads through the spring, he can be casual at times. And they said one of the things he there's a little thing one of them spotted, giving the ball away in dangerous areas, often at the beginning of a half, he can be. He, it's a tiny little, open a little bank account on that one. But he should he, he can be a little bit casual. But um, but but him and Klitsch together work really really well sitting in front of Phillips. They think that definitely is the is the best is the best midfield three. Um, side quick word. We'll come on to Cal- Calvin Phillips in a minute. But Jamie Shackleton is the other possibility who might come in on Sunday. You've got to include these Harry, people. Harry, he could you don't even know. play left back. Yeah, that's. They were, I would not yeah. be surprised yeah. if Shackleton plays left back. Yeah. But yeah. carry on. Sorry. You jumped in ahead of me. Spot on. They said. He, he's played at right back several times this season. He's quick, though not naturally natu- necessarily a natural defender. But he's so fast, he's able to get the ball back if someone goes past him. And and they said, my word, he's quick, moving from full full back into attack in a flash. That's on the right. But he could play given if Bielsa looks at who he's looks at who we've got. He thinks, well, actually, you could, you know, and with little on the game. You could actually, you could actually flip, flip him across to the left. Pace and energy, and a little bit of magic about him as well. And for such a little fella, he's got such heart. They really like him. Nineteen-year-old youth product. So he, you know, he can play in the midfield. That's where they think ultimately he will be. But he could just as equally, he could drop out wide into a defensive position. Um, which takes us on then to the other big name, which is Calvin Phillips. And the uh, Phillips is. Um, they, they describe him, the, the the improvement under Bielsa is incredible. Um, and he's drifted back in in previous regimes. He was further up the field. But by drifting him back, he fits perfectly into Bielsa's playing style because he can build out from the back, which is what Bielsa loves to do. He's in a really key role, isn't he, Harry? He's the fulcrum it's for this, huge. isn't it? Yeah. It's huge in many ways. Not only does he start off moves, but he also then is a steadying influence in front of the centre back. So you yeah. get the two together. They say about him, he looks vulnerable. He looks vulnerable at the back without Phillips. Now, Ben, you can you can disagree or with, agree with this. Several of them said that he had Jack Grealish in his pocket against Villa. No, that's that's not true. That's an overstep. an overstatement, <laughs> yeah. is it? Right. Okay. No. Fair enough. Yeah. They had uh... to get Stuart Atwell out of Jack Grealish's pocket first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. Villa knew it. Villa are playing referees really well all season. It's yeah. going to serve yeah. them really well in the playoffs. I think. No, they, uh, Harry, they, they played. They played in the. They played in the same area, but we just have this yeah. ridiculous thing with football supporters where if a player doesn't score. Um, yeah. Oh, he was in the pocket. Jack Grealish was causing havoc. How many he free kicks a, did Grealish win? Drawing a foul every every yeah. every three seconds. Um, can I can I come in on Phillips, Harry? Please, 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 please. Um, yeah. So Phillips is the worst possible thing for Forshaw because Forshaw wants that position, but Phillips is mm-hmm. so good. And Rich, I'd be interested in your opinion. I would have Phillips with Leitner, Norwood, and Bannon. Um, any of those. I and I know in this system he he won't he won't play like Bannon or Norwood would because um, his entire job is to get the ball to Hernandez basically but um, you'd be happy with any of those four as your midfield fulcrum wouldn't you and that's the difference yeah. to us yeah. you know we don't have someone who can do all of that and can actually use the ball we have the, someone who can do the tackling who can then farm the ball out to someone else to do the long range passing or to start the moves that is the one position where I think we've been deficient possibly mm. for the whole of mix reign as well frankly and I think that's um, what Decent, you know, look at looking through the teams in the championship, they've all got them. You know, look mm. at McGinn can do it for Villa as well. You know, 
around here. Yeah. Um, just two other things, Rich. Um, when um, Harry described Forshaw as being casual, I think the reference Ipswich fans will have is John Nolan sometimes does that. You, you kind yeah. of think, come on, put your foot through that pass. It's that, it's that similar sort of thing. And the other thing, Bielsa, whenever anyone plays two up front, Calvin Phillips moves 10 yards further back and he'll basically be in between Janssen and Cooper. So I don't yeah. know if we have enough forwards to play two up front, Rich, but um, <laughs> don't be surprised if you see Phillips um, very, very deep. And don't worry, it's not the Cole Skews debate of are we three at the back or have we got mm-hmm. a, a deep line midfielder? But that's always a Bielsa thing, spare man, spare man at the back and Phillips just seems to love it. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing our four-six formation on. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Can Alan Sorry, Judge playing wherever he wants. Exactly. Have a look at that, Marcelo. Work out. Work yeah. out. Defend against. Your spies aren't going to help you with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, if he could even say up. our name, he might. He might turn up somewhere completely different on Sunday. They might yeah. get lost. Anyway. Marco below. So exactly. Oh dear. Uh, so, so onto the defence then. Oh. Um, so, Ailing, I love, yes. by the way. Ailing, yeah, I'm a it. big fan of Ailing. And Cooper and Janssen yeah. as well. You'll yeah. struggle to... You know, I, I probably say this every time we play someone in the top five or six. You'll struggle to find better defensive partnership than that yeah. back two. And that's got goals in it as well. Um, Janssen's yeah. got three. Coop's got three. Ailing's got two. Can yeah. I go first on the back four, um, Harry? Go for it. Go for it um, so, look, we've got no idea who's going to play left back. Probably Berardi, but he's... Um, not a left back. They've got none. Cooper yeah. and Janssen are really, really good. All I would say is Janssen is brilliant and can do exactly what Bielsa is asking him. Sometimes Cooper looks a little bit, oh God, I have to keep doing these triangles and I have to keep getting into Phillips and Casilla just keeps coming out and giving it to feet. Um, I'm going to, I think we're going to disagree on Ailing, um, Richard. Really? I think... Yeah, when I see Ailing, and what you need to think with Ailing is some of Pablo Hernandez withering expressions he gives him during the game, <laughs> as if to say, "How can what how you can doing, you mate? not do?" <laughs> what what I see with Ailing um, is what the same thing I see with Luke Chambers, as in, right, this guy is leads through and through. He's like super super determined. He the fans love him. He'll run and run and run. But um, and this is again credit to Bielsa, Ailing what. Eighth best right back in the league, mm. lower maybe. He's I again. I just think it's a testament to Bielsa that Ailing is third in the league. But he's an out and out right back though, and, and the one thing that I, he, at least he gets forward and he provides an option and he provides oh, an overlap as well, and he's got a set piece on him as well. Absolutely yeah. wholehearted. I just. Just, just watch Pablo sometimes when he tries to do a give and do go, that, or yeah. and Ailing just cannot do it. But <laughs> there you go. So I'm just going to open my blinds again. I was Carry say, on the you're back walk. Steady darker, eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just when you were saying that um, the, 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 on on the Ailing front, uh, he's good defensively, but makes wayward passes. You know that's uh, that sounds familiar. Um, he the, it's, it, the, is there a pre and post injury narrative with Ailing? Because I think he's a good but limited Championship right back who, in any other, you know, he he's he, he, I think Bielsa has literally brought a dimension out of him that nobody else could he's playing at the li- at his limits um, they praised him for his um, the Wigan game they said he was the one player exempt from the Wigan shambles they said because that's, that's that echo of the Chambers like playing with all his heart giving everything he had but but the rest of the team for whatever reason there was a sort of confidence crash when, when Wigan 
sort of equalised and then they, they, they took over the game in the second half. It, it just seemed to... It, Ailing was the one player who didn't seem to allow that to happen. He picked up a knee injury in October and a lot of them have talked about this. It was a game against... Late, late October game against Forest and he was out for a couple of months and they said that he's kind of went into a shell a little bit after that. Um, he froze getting forward and was weak defensively. Several times they said that he was actually through. And I, I can, you can imagine Hernandez's mental bubbles coming out of his, his thought bubbles coming out of his head because he'd break through. There was space to attack and then he paused. And it wasn't that he'd go backwards or anything. He just paused with the ball and you freeze. It was almost like he froze. Well, it was literally what he did. But um, but lately he seems to be getting his mojo back, they said. Um, uh, Harry, he just is. quickly. Yeah. Um, Going back to um, Richard's admiration for Ailing, can you imagine being Ailing before Bielsa's there and after Bielsa? It, yeah. it, it, it'd be like, I don't know, you're, you're a chef or something, and all of a sudden, right, you actually have to um, fix all the ovens now and um, do the accounts as well. And he probably had 20, <laughs> more, 20 more jobs. And, yeah, he'll be really, really high up, and he's very, very wholehearted. But, and yeah, incoming Luke Ailing 30-yard goal or perfect cross or something now but um there's just a very sense of i don't know how you put it harry you put it quite well that um he's he's doing what he can rich with with his skill set um yeah and it just bodes the question if bielsa has another year in the in the the championship and can upgrade a few positions it could be ridiculous gotta love a trier i mean that's probably where i'm coming from but yeah. If you're an Ipswich um, fan, you've got to love a try. Oh, he'd do a great job at Ryback for us, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, fair, that, that's a low bar. That's a low dreams, bar to yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. One, one, inter- one interesting thing, side point, we've, we've all covered Janssen and Cooper, but the, the, the fact, one theme that did come up was the fact that the two of them are a lot more composed on the ball now under Bielsa, and that's something that has changed, that they're more, f- you know, what footballing dimension they have as centre-backs, because they're, mo- they're not the most natural, they're real stoppers, really, they're, pro- they're proper defensive, nonchal pass centre-backs, but they are actually adding that slight, slightly more composed on the ball dimension to their game. Nice, nice balance it, as well with Cooper's yeah. left foot as well. Uh, yeah. Phillips, Phillips makes them look good though. Sometimes he mm. makes their, their passing ability look good, if you know what I mean. He's always there to receive yeah. and, mm. and yeah. control their Slightly heavy balls, um, slightly heavy balls. And I think Janssen, Richard, is. I I had Janssen and um, O'Connell in my team of the season. That's my two centre backs. Janssen's mm. a presence as well, isn't he? And and oh, yeah. that's a that's a factor as well. You, I know you wanted to, you didn't want to go down the the Villa debacle, Harry, but the fact that he mm. tried to tackle. Oh yeah, they love that. The two Villa players for the goal that they let. Uh, them would score. you believe, Richard? In that game, Pontus Janssen was not the most shit house centre half on the pitch because the most shit house centre half was our very own Tyrone Tyron, Mings in that game. He's, he's who figured was it out. He's, he's brilliant track. at it now. Do you know, do you know the, the funniest love, thing I about that is in the um. Really is. In the, in a, Rich, um, it, Harry, in all the kerfuffles and stuff, Mings have been winding Janssen up all game. And then when Janssen goes to tackle him, he's like, all right, mate, calm down, calm down. He's trying to wind him up like no one's business. Just, just, Look out for that in the more, playoff more, final. A bit more, bit more powerful. Oh, he's great. No, he's, he, we've, we've, we've talked about him before. He's, he has that. He was brilliant doing that. Come on, Harry. What, Rich's exactly, eyes. Rich's what, eyes. Yeah, I'm looking at the clock, about Harry. Pico Casilla. <laughs> Okay, uh, we have we have we get on to him in a minute. We quick uh, talk about Berardi and Stuart Dallas. We have to mention very briefly. Berardi, versatile defender. He came on. He was a much better left back option. He was traditionally a right back. Um, 
but he has filled in at centre back as well. I think when Cooper or Janssen have been out, so he can do both. He's our, he's our, he isn't our most skillful player, but he can fill in as long as he keeps his head. He has he was a walking red card a couple of seasons ago but that seems to have settled back down now he can be unpredictable but he he gives us all he brings extra steel to the heart of defence his, his weakness on the ball is a weakness that other teams can exploit he but he is, seems to be an upgrade on Dallas who has now very much become a squad player he was the former Brentford he was more of a left midfielder really mm, or right winger. midfielder he was a winger yeah but he's been dropped in as at left back in recent game you know, to cover the crisis um, he's an honest grafter and a trier but um, um, there are times when he does something good but not often enough to make him a regular starter and he's only good for about 30 minutes in each half so you might get a half out of him but no more than that I could see if um, if uh, if Bielsa was to stay on, you could see Dallas maybe d- drifting away next season. You know he could, you know, yeah, exactly that. So they're those two, which then just leaves Casilla really, the goalkeeper, who they do love. They love these. They really rate him. Um, he's you know he's adapted from Espanol Real Madrid. To be fair, he's won cup for Spain. Um, but he's tightened up set piece defending. He dominates the box. They sometimes don't like the way he comes rushing out of the penalty area, but he's adapted really quickly to championship football Peacock Farrell was who he replaced was was good coming through but there was a weakness he had with long shots which several of them used to talk about regularly and would invite teams to shoot from distance Casilla seems to be more the other word they use about him is he's decisive he's very assured you know very you know he's, he's very much in command of his penalty area so um, him Janssen Cooper is a pretty solid unit at the back definitely Don't know Jamal, where he, where he, I'm looking at a squad here they got, have they got Jamal Blackburn as well yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! I don't know. I think he might have had yeah. an injury, um, Rich mm. uh, Blackman, because obviously he was Sheffield United first choice last season. Yeah, I think, he? I think, yeah. I think Casillas excellent. Uh, the, I don't know about the deal though. Um, I thought I was under the impression he'd been signed for the Premier League. So um, yeah. I don't know what happens going forward. Is that a, is it a loan, Rich Casillas? I, I can't remember that's, or whether that's, that's a permanent. But I think he's very good. Mm. Yeah, you might want to find and, a. Sorry, Ben, I was just going to say, you might want to find a light for yourself because the night yeah, is yeah, drawing yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, I'll, while I look for, I think it was an undisclosed fee. I think it's a permanent signing. No, it is a permanent deal. I thought so, yeah. Good stuff, Harry. That was, um, So the, well, this is where the preview show, where 10 minutes is 15 slash 20 <laughs> minutes, but that's all good. We're all more knowledgeable for it. Um, yeah. I'm just going to finish off with... Um, Daryl's combined eleven, and oh yes, um, I'll point out the shirts behind me are from four-two um, victory. In John Wall free kick. John Wall free kick. Yep. Um, little um, Dazelle header. Oh, Dazelle! Brilliant commentary from um, oh. Martin Tyler. Um, and um, the away win at Leeds um, in the Premier League season. Jermaine Wright, Marcus the Stewart. Kickstart, Rich. The kickstart for the um, yeah. a great run of form. So I th- and the kickstart for the end of. Um, John O's run really wasn't it because like you just said um, Scowcroft and Stewart started that one didn't they and Johnson didn't get back in am I right pretty much yeah my mate yeah. Um, Seb won't be happy about us talking about that um, he'll cite Sunderland which we were talking about the other day as well um, <laughs> I'll do Daryl's combined 11 very quickly we were going to do a little bit of a CV game but I think we're going to run out of time and I, I do want to do everyone's questions as well I will come back and get your views on the playoffs, though, as well. Um, but let's do this to combine Leeds 11. Um, in goal, yep. we've got Alex McCarthy, um, yeah. lonely keeper yeah. for us. Um, Daryl's gone for a back four. Dan Harding? Um, no. Is he even in the... He's not even on the... Daryl. Oh, Dan Harding. Oh, no, he's, he's in there yeah. as midfielder. 
No, he's a left yeah, back. Okay. He's, um, but he's got Jamie Clapham, which I think is... Oh, uh, OK, fair. Fair yeah. enough. Um, Centre-back yeah, pairing yeah. of Naylor and Pennington is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, Naylor the, is a bit the, of a lead hero, isn't he? Yeah. Naylor was yeah, their the captain option... reach when they were in League One. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the options other than the, in centre-back, you've got Darren O'Dea, Patrick Hisnorbo, there's a name, and Alex Bruce, possibly, but... I think he's got that Harry right, on. Harry. Yeah, yeah, he has. So yeah. I, I might yeah. be tempted to put Alex Bruce at right back rather than Fraser Richardson, who is <laughs> the right back that um, yeah. Daryl's gone for. But he was. Yeah, we, we've less knowledge of him because I think he was at Leeds for about seven or eight seasons. He was a properly established player there, for but whereas we only had him, he was on loan with us from Borough, wasn't it? I think, yeah, Mick, one of Mick's short-term jobs. Short, yeah. yeah, we've got a midfield yeah. three of the aforementioned Jermaine Wright. Yeah. Um, David Norris and Lee Bowie. That's quite a functional pair there with Jermaine yeah, Wright adding a bit. Of if you get, Richard, if you get Bowyer when he was 19 at Leeds, then that's a hell of a player, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. He's got a huge amount yeah. of excitement on the bench. Yeah. Carriol was there. Um, yeah. But in a three, that's got, not going to work. But you, there, there is an option. You've got Carriol and you've got Andros Townsend, so you could throw on a four. bit of width. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jay Livermore's could, in could, there could, as well. Yeah. Cool and if you get Carriol's half hour per season... Gonna win that game, aren't you? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you yeah. could put alongside him. He's not in the bench. He's on the bench as well. Simon Walton, who's good for a red card as well, and Tom Ali <laughs> Amy. Who else? Diego Westlake Paul Green as well. is there as well. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Daryl's yeah. gone for a, a front three of Connor Wickham, Noel Hunt, and Rod Belfit. Um, yeah. Name for Belfit's an interesting and, uh, one. I, no, Dave. Belfit's one I know. David, Dave, and I will know. It's 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 just about my era. He came in and was he was signed by Bobby in what was this? It was seventy one. He was just with us for one season, and he was partnered up with Mick Hill and or Trevor Weimark. That's all hail Trevor Weimark. Great, great, love, love Trevor. Anyway, but um, and so it was. He, but he was very much seen as the main man. But after a season, he went to Everton, and he, he was. We Bobby did brilliantly on this because we got David Johnson Mark One, if I've got this right. And David Johnson at that stage was a young player. He hadn't really broken through, and everybody was going, "Ooh, Bobby, what are you doing here?" And Belfish, it was great for us, and you know, thank you very much, and all the rest of it. But bringing Johnson in, then you had Johnson and Weimark, which then became. You know, that really became so well established and before then. Why Mark Harry was number yeah. 10 in Dave's top 10 yeah. of all time. Yeah, adore that man. Mm. Absolutely adore him. But uh, Belford, no, it's absolutely, you would have him in there definitely for, you know, for, given his, his stature at the time. Yeah, he would he would fit in really, really well. Yeah. I mean, the option, the other options are David Healy, um, mm-hmm. more for his Leeds prowess than ours. Chris Can Wood. we play all the games at um, Northern Ireland Stadium? In yeah, which case we'll have a hat Yeah, that season when he scored a hat trick, was it against Spain? He, didn't, he was scoring goals for scored fun against for Northern everyone, Ireland, yeah. including yeah. England as well. Yeah. Um, yes. Luke Varney uh, so as well. Yeah, Var- oh god, Luke Varney, I forgot him. Yeah, he's he's an option. We've got so we've got Belford, Connor Wickham, and the other player, he, he, um, it was Noel Hunt. Yeah. Noel Hunt is another one of those players who could have his own day. We were talking about this. St. Noel's Day, yeah, which is the yeah, We were talking match, about St. Noel's yeah, Day, yeah. the way you have the, like Richard Chaplin. You've got players who have one day, which is kind of... Um, Luke in which Chambers they are kind of steal his thunder afterwards. <laughs> oh, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> emphatically. Literally emphatically. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the other option, who was going to be the my CV game question, was Lee Chapman. He was the CV game from the live show, and I was going to see oh, how God. many of his oh, many God, clubs no. you guys could remember. But fortunately, wow. the time has spared you, Harry, that embarrassment. I can't remember so. the French one, Richard. Um, some, yeah, let me see. Let me just, for those of you, um, Chamois Noté. Niorte. Niorte. Don't look at Niorte. Avec and Pomplamousse. Um, 
Let's finish off on Leeds on talking playoffs because that's what they've got after us. Um, after a morale sapping 2 0 defeat to Ipswich, they'll be in the playoffs. Um, just checking the league table. They, um, unless there's a, unless they lose, unless we beat them and West Brom um, win their match. They need, they need one point, don't they? They need one point to confirm three, um, third place. Yeah, yeah. fresh out. It looks like it'll be Derby or Borough for them and them. A West Midlands team waiting for them in the final. Your thoughts, both of you. I'll start with you, Ben, um, on Leeds' playoff options. And uh, no, It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, Leeds, uh, I would have said, before Villa's winning streak, Leeds were obviously the best um, team in the playoffs, but now they're not obviously the best team in the playoffs because Villa are also very good. Um, We've said all season, um, if Mr. Gale and Mr. Rodriguez and Mr. Phillips turn up for West Brom, they, could, they can win any old any old game just on those guys. So uh, so you make sixth place massive rank outsiders um, if it's Derby or Borough. Um, if Harry's right, and you're right, Rich, though, about, oh, you know, Bamford's not around, there's no forwards, Roof's half fit, there's no left back, you know, their confidence is shot, then... Um, Leeds should get to the final. Um, really, it should be a Leeds-Villa final. But if Dwight Gale in the other leg, mm. you know, yeah. over 180 minutes against Dwight Gale is normally a couple of goals in your own net, isn't it? And all the things we just mentioned, no left back, no fit forwards. Um... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But mental fatigue, if that's a thing. Um, you, you don't know. It should be a Leeds-Villa final and um, Hernandez versus Grealish and Mings versus Janssen again. Oh, but... It's exciting, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, that's the great thing. As a Stranger neutral, things have happened. There's yeah. so much drama there. Harry, there's Leeds finishing third. There's, there's kind of this... This long-standing view that the team that finishes third, particularly this season where they've been cutting it so close for automatic, usually is the one that misses out because mentally mm. they just... 40% of playoff winners over the 32 years have finished third, Rich. And and the example that I would cite is us in 2004 and five. Yeah, um, I know. Harry, your, your, your thoughts on this yeah. kind of third-place hoodoo or 40%, I guess, is, is a minority, no, isn't it? But... 
No, 40%. Oh, sorry, 40% the, the you're do. most likely to win the playoffs if you finish third. Oh, right. But it's that thing of being overhauled because I knew once we dropped into the playoffs that season we were in trouble. I knew straight away I said we're going to get squeezed out here and which is which is which is what happened. We never we didn't we didn't even get into we didn't even make it to Wembley. It was it, you could see it coming. You could it was like a bad dream. We were so far ahead. It was a two horse race and then suddenly it became a three horse race and ugh, it all it it went horribly wrong. Um, I, th- th- there is that fear of because it, it is a regroup thing. Having been in that little tree that little group trio it is a regroup thing the one thing i would add though bielsa is a very, very experienced tournament manager and i always see playoffs as tournaments it's you know league football is over that was then this is now it's all about knockout stages progressing through to the next level from his time at bilbao his time at argentina his time at chile nearly he will know Brazil in 2010 yeah. was yeah. it with chile yeah he's he's got and i think in that sense like you know he would be able to i i think Villa would be more of a question mark, though I think he will have learned a lot from that game. He deliberately, part of the reason he said, let them score, let them score, let them score, to let Villa equalise, was that he didn't want to antagonise Villa should they crash into each other again in the playoffs. I think he was deliberately trying to... Yeah, I think he was. No, I think though I think he is. That's his nature anyway. I think he is. He has got that kind of sporting sporting ethos to him. But that said, I'm... I, I think tactically he would know how to deal with West Brom, but that's my my sense. Assuming they get to the final, the Villa game I think is more of a toss up. Um, it's it is interesting. I think the the sense from listening to the Leeds fans was that Easter weekend was the killer, but they managed to regroup a little bit against Villa, and they've got the, the, this little oasis of Ipswich before the you know before the real business begins. So um, we'll see. Long time yeah. Ipswich. <laughs> it's going to be interesting because I think you could call it any any which way because I think West Brom are dark horses for the playoffs and if Burrow were to sneak in there on the last day you can't bet against Tony Phyllis either I think it's going to be fascinating to watch and I assume Ben you'll be at every single match it's going to be you? hard Rich the EFL are not helping so I actually want Derby to qualify because there is some chance of getting to Villa at half 12 on Saturday the 11th and still get into Derby. So I do not want Borough to qualify. Oh, because good point. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. I don't want to watch a Tony Pulis team. But um, yeah, um, so I, uh, yeah, so it's going to be... Uh, Villa are already selling their tickets, actually. They're, they're in the early kickoff on the on the Saturday, presumably against West Brom. And as Dave fell over on um, Saturday, oh, well, they could. No, hang on a minute. That requires us to beat Leeds, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so Villa West, yeah. Villa West Brom we're yeah. going with. But, yeah, I'll try and be at, at all four if if humanly possible, Rich reporting back. Oh, good luck with that one. Let's do some questions in breakneck speed. Um, I'll, come back <laughs> Sorry. And, I'll come back and say um, thank you to Harry and, and Ben as well for your insights on Leeds at the end because I need to say some nice words before we finish. Um, so let's do as many of these as we can. Some of these are really quick quick fire ones so try and do them as best you can um, Dan Greystone who has been the worst player of the season doesn't isn't specific to Ipswich um, but I assume because it's an Ipswich podcast that's where he's going but feel free to give me mm. worst player generally or worst player at ITFC and it's, interpret that as you want I hate giving this answer it's got to be Bielkowski because of the standards set yeah. the, for the, the biggest drop because he's gone from being utterly outstanding and one of two incredibly important players carrying the team to having a really really bad season sadly so i know people won't like that answer and i don't like giving it's it not, rich, yeah it's but... not it's, i'm sure dan there's a there's an there's a interesting angle to that question but it's not something we like to call out is it um no <laughs> i think that's it's a fair shout ben harry do you got anything to add to that one? Oh yes oh okay, Nutsen. Oh, Nutsen, okay. that question 
I'm, I'm, I, I, we don't know the inside story of what happened with him this season, but I am when it, if ever we needed players to step up to the mark, this was the season. Knudsen has paraded himself as somebody who's a line leader who walks through walls, who will show passion and fight for the shirt, etc. And where was he? And Harry, oh. two goals against Norwich, both at um, um, no, they weren't both at Carrow Road, but that's a lofty perch to fall off as well, isn't it? Yeah, you, uh, you do well to um, yeah. reach to fall out of favour after doing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you thought when I saw the question, I thought, oh, you can't really blame any of them because it was a hard season. And I looked through the squad. I looked on TWT that the full squad list. And I went through it and I just went, the name just leapt off the page when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. a lot to get on the Harry from Bath shit list. So congratulations <laughs> to Jonas Nelson who joins a, a company of maybe two, I think. Do you know, Rich, I <laughs> yes. thought talk talk might be going on today, but they have walked the walk. Andy Mildwater. Um, or Mildwater. Um, what has happened to Hughes? Is he injured again or is Lambert holding him back ready for next season? The, uh, we, it, a week hasn't gone past where we haven't had a question about Hughes. Um, ben, um, uh, oh, Go on, you take it, Rich. Go on. Uh, well, I don't think... We'll, I saw Hughes at the um, the lap of appreciation. I think that's the last time I'll see him in an episode. Was show. he running? He was casually jogging in uh, tracks <laughs> runs. I think that... I think, my advice like to everyone Adam Forshaw. my advice to everyone is lower your expectation of Emir Hughes because when he if yeah. if he was to ever come back you'll be so delighted but don't expect him back I just can't yeah. see it personally I can't yeah. see it one thing I'll say, Johnny Williams was let go by Palace on a free transfer to Charlton. He's had 16 league appearances since January mm. so it is possible for an injury prone player to suddenly so you know to to regroup and maybe just get through so just put that one out there yep. in mitigation but no he yeah it's a bonus i don't yeah. i yeah in andy in terms of your question i think lamb i it's a as Dave, Dave, david david say it's a bit of both he's probably injured and lamb is probably bit of, bit of both protective. Bit of both. um harry tony page um how do we change the soft underbelly in the team is this a byproduct <clears throat> of mixed gentleman only recruitment policy or does it lie deeper mm-hmm. in the club yeah, he kept the dressing room but lost everyone else. Um, it's an interesting one. I think it'll ultimately fade as Lambert's influence becomes predominant and his culture and values take hold of the club more and grows roots with, particularly this summer with the clear out. If you know, as the as the squad evolves, the memories will recede. I think the better we play, the quicker the memories will recede as well as we see a new identity coming through. And that's why I always bang on about momentum. Um, being important because I think if if we start in a blitz and then we kind of have a little wobble all the old memories will still be there whereas if we gain momentum when we start to get a bandwagon as the season goes on those memories to me will go a lot more a lot more quickly um I don't know the other the $64,000 question is our role as fans in contributing to the that kind of sense of comfort um I think we have rightly tried to be positive and constructive but possibly you know you know because that's our nature I don't know. Is there We've a case plenty for of questions anger? about is it? Right? Is there, a, is, there, is there a case for some righteous anger? I don't know. At some at some point, it will creep out then, where, if we start yeah. slowly. And we've talked about this. It's a big risk mm. given we've not won. You know, Bolton yeah. side and Bolton are a bit of a, a harebrained situation there at the moment. I think yeah. if we don't win one of the first three home games, I think there will be. I think it will turn really quickly. And that soft Gosh. underbelly, the players will have to face up to, you know, potentially mm-hmm. 12,000, 13,000 season ticket holders who've got a season ticket potentially because they want to yeah. see something good, something different yeah. to the, the mediocrity that we've seen 
the last two seasons. We um, shall is, see is, is, it, is the rumour true that Blue Monday's Richard Woodward has a season ticket it's now? It's true, it's true. I put my money where my mouth is. Outstanding. I will be um, shouting uh, and abusing crap performances <laughs> from the North Stand Lower <laughs> next season, along with four or 5,000 others. Um, ben, a question for oh. you. Um, Jonathan Cook, um, will the town fan, uh, on a kind of similar note actually, will the town fans give the team a rousing send-off at the end of the game on Sunday to acknowledge our toughest season in living memory? I think they will, and it's not yeah. about acknowledging this season. It's about saying, look, we're behind you next season. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nathan Beals, um, and Nathan, I hope you're listening, and I hope that the uh, the tone that we struck for the flagship show was to your um, enjoyment on Sunday. We we were told we were a little bit too nice, so I let <laughs> Joe and Dave have a bit of a run. Um, thank you for your good work this season, Harry. That, then that goes to you. Um, and, and he says to the entire Blue Monday ITFC team, um, for next season, what games, Coventry side, Rich, are you both looking forward to most? Also, <laughs> has Harry found enough forums for League One previews next season? I will say Coventry oh. because it means they've not got, not, not gone bust and been kicked out of the league. Harry, who's your mm. team? And, and Ben, I'll come that's to you. Got, got a, I'm just, uh, Bristol Rovers is going to be a great day out. They are so down to earth. Oh, that's that. a great show, just, yeah. Really and a South West away day as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, South It looks like I'm really annoyed. Plymouth might drop into the into League Two and I know everybody in Suffolk will be going oh thank god for that but I actually was on, really with you, on you go Plymouth go on <laughs> yeah. get out six hour drive, a six hour drive from Ipswich it's yeah it's uh, you know it's two and a half hours from Bath out, to, out down to Plymouth it's it really is but um yeah yeah so see it's uh but uh, I also wrote down there are the FA Cup early rounds on the jacket trade you never know we might we might get them through the back door mm. Benny you got a team you're mm. looking forward to seeing I'm sulking until Ipswich are in the same division as Luton or Milton Keynes because I've just moved to Bedfordshire ah. and <laughs> Luton have just got themselves promoted. So. You can cut through to Oxford. That's not a million miles away. Yes, you. yeah, that's uh, fair. Well, I'll meet, I'll meet you at that one. We'll yeah. go to Oxford. Um, yeah. Jeremy, um, Dodd, um, Ben, we may be wondering how we will adapt um, to the new league and smaller stadiums, but I think the big question... Oh, this is... Sorry. But I think the big question is for Harry from Bath. Is he prepared for new smaller forums? He will be examining. Um, how excited is he by the challenge? And thanks for your work this season. It's yeah. been great. Listen, I think we've covered the kind of forums bit before, Harry. Yeah. That's going to be tough, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Very thought... briefly. Go on then. Yes. Yeah, some of them are like some like Charlton, the rest of them, and Sunderland, if they're still down, phenomenal. Thank you very much indeed. But some of them are like Burton, Accrington. Some of them are very quiet. So uh, you're literally scraping around for what you can. But uh, if but we if it might take more digging, I've written it down here. But we will find out what's going on. We That's what we do. Find yes, the goal. Uh, we'll pan for yeah. Ben, anything? I'll come back to you for another question because i should have read them first um your thoughts on how we all react to smaller stadiums we accrington i'm not sure whether that worked to for us to be honest it? rich i've done 71 championship games and you follow cough so you're probably better on league one than i am so you you, you might want to take that one I, I guess it depends who's in the squad you know the likes of alan judge and Lee chambers that biakowski are the players who are used to playing in portman road star stadium that that might be a bit of a culture shock and they will be the pitches will be closer to the stands as well even more my only reference point Rich is the Accrington game but I, I think, think we were in a little bit of a minority it's yeah we were in such a weird yeah. spot then weren't we um, all, all the lone players had just come in and yeah yeah um, Portman Ginge then Ben um, what's your biggest fear going into League One um, apart from Harry's lack of forum and material really <laughs> obviously the same fear that everyone's got that we go down it doesn't work. The money comes back even further. The wage cap comes down. 
Evans gets a little bit less interested and I really should stop talking now because I'm starting to depress myself and Ipswich Town, the great Ipswich Town, become Stouchies a third-tier club, yeah, trying to get back up to the championship. That's the, uh. that's the worst fear. And we now have a different transfer window arrangement to the championship and the Premier League yeah. to contend with as well. I haven't read the details of that. No, I don't know It's just another that, no. psychological kind of barrier to say <laughs> well, in the team, yeah. yeah exactly right um harry oh both of you actually um what had been your what has been your favorite kit is is the white with the black pinstripes with pioneer on it that i think they've done a rebrand <clears throat> of or a uh-huh. remodel of um do you think we'll be shopping for a new keeper this summer as well lastly thanks to both of you for the pods um favorite kit i've got mine up there the fison's one with the red uh-huh. laces i'm not having anyone fight me on that one that's my choice uh-huh. um harry favorite kit Ben favorite kit. Adidas, early eighties Adidas, early yeah, Adidas eighties, yeah. and the Kevin white, v, I, Villa Park, yeah. white, yeah, black pinstripes, white and black, yeah. white and black always. That's my favorite away kit of the lot. I love that white and black. It just, it just it has so many good memories. Um, on the goalkeeping front, I don't know. It's a question of um, money as much as anything else. As uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a completely new keeper if somebody comes in for Bart. Just we'll just cut, you know, just take the wage bill out well, and possibly replace I could be wrong that's my that's, that's well, my theory Richard was only keeper speculating mm-hmm. well Richie was speculating about um, 50% pay cuts uh, from yeah. what we understand even a 50% pay cut will still make Mr. Bielkowski the highest paid player in League 1 won't it so yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. sustainable um, I think we'll accept what a low 100k's offer for Bar. So, Rich, is, does, does he become a first team championship keeper or is he going to be like Kelly Roos's understudy at Derby or something? It'll, it'll be a bench uh. player only. He'll be waiting for someone to get injured, I think. I'm, I'm, and we're already linked with a goalkeeper from Livingston, but we're linked with Celtic and other clubs as well. I think we'll be looking for another keeper personally. Um, mm. we'll see. Yeah, um, I agree Benjamin Arier asked us about kits as well he, he asked us whether we'll keep in Magical Vegas I don't think we have a choice Ben but I think we get less money <sighs> for it as well so you'll have to grin yeah. and bear it and hopefully as I've moaned about a few occasions they won't have the colour in the logo they'll just have the text in black or white but I did see colour. this question mm. come in and worst case scenario bad kit bad team best case scenario good kit good team and I can take good team bad kit so I don't mm. care as long as we have a good team. They yeah. they don't usually go hand in hand though. They're, if you look back, there's usually <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Did Norwich finished third in the Premier League with one of the worst kits in and living history. Their fans bloody love the kit they're wearing with the weird speckly nonsense from the nineties. Right. So they'll be well. Why did I bring that. Norwich up? Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. never mind. <laughs> um, Blue Soap has asked us about goalkeepers as well. Um, forgive us for um, skipping on from that one. We've answered that one. Um, Harvey Davis is not a question. Um, just want to thank Harry for all his hard work this season. One of the few positives um, on a shocking year. Looking forward to Harry having to look at how much Shrewsbury fans hate us next season. Um, <laughs> See, look, Harry, I'm going to bring Norwich up again. Harry's got Harry's like Stuart Webber here. Everyone knows he can do it in the Championship, but can he do it in the new division, Rich? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll find out, won't we? It might be. We'll, so we'll see I'm what like, Harry's made This of, is where yeah. I come into my own, and I just talk about Coventry every week. Um, oh, yeah. Blue Soap does ask us all, does Blue Monday have any changes planned for the League One next season? I have already designed the new kits for the Blue Monday team next season. Well, and I, we might I test we, them out before. I think we can we can say without spoiling too much that the success of this show, that um, we're planning for this not to be exclusively a preview show and more 
more a second show, which Harry might help you out if you can't find anything on, yes. on the yeah. on the forums. But <laughs> this show's been brilliant, and you may see it slightly earlier in the week next season. And um, we'll be inviting questions. And certainly, if there's a game on Tuesday now, I think we're going to hand the baton over to Rich and Harry, which should um, improve our output and. Um, possibly make some of these shows a bit shorter for you if you don't have an hour and a half commute <laughs> and, uh, and if you can come up with a better name for the show that, other than the midweek show um i mean don't because i've already done all the graphics and all that kind of stuff but well blue monday fans please let us know what you think but i'm possibly yeah. in a act of pure ego going to consolidate all the numbers for all the shows so we can be at like episode 480 or something God, yeah. and they'll all just be the blue monday podcast, blue monday podcast. so we'll see yeah we'll but see there's an exclusive yeah. for you right there everyone <laughs> and we're also in negotiations for some summer content as well but um we'll keep that close to our chest for now um harry butcher gives us some praise i'd, I'd read all the praise out harry for you but we'd be here for it sounds like that steve wright thing doesn't it love the show steve <laughs> thanks guys thanks guys um mullet our ever-present question all right concentrate everyone okay i'll ask this to harry here we go um to be fair to mullet this is uh, this is Is relatively lowbrow for for mullet this is fine you don't need to agree to answer this one oh Um, harry there'll be hidden meaning in it don't worry oh yeah i know know, i'll I'll give you a wink at the word that i'm sure he strategically used there should Leeds let us win for being bottle jobs who have ruined everything uh, is there anything more certain in life than hating Leeds every season? Says our northern <laughs> correspondent. I don't know. It's uh, he's seen. I don't know. Well, he's actually seen us win at Elland Road. To be fair, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I, I can't. I, I, you know, he should. He should. He, he should have a little bit of love for them. I'm going to get killed for saying that. But anyway, he's. Um, no, I, I don't know. It's. Um, you know, just looking at the question seriously, I think the week the Easter weekend did kill them, um, but they 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 got they, they found their fans felt they got their rhythm back against Villa. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they do it. Regrouping will be interesting. I think it'll be fascinating. But uh, yeah, am I, I reading I into it that he it... hasn't forgiven them for letting Norwich win the league or getting promoted? I think is that is that the sub the subtext that I'm reading in there, Molly? You'll be able I, to I don't know, Rich. Is I, I... It... I think I thought we all it was agree. Bottling it against, uh, bottling it against Sheffield United. Go on. Yeah. It's it's a it's a mighty mighty brilliant club. It is, and you can yeah. know there's a buck coming here. They don't help themselves sometimes because they've got that in a slightly different way than Newcastle and Liverpool do, and where Norwich. they still manage to be likable. Oh no. Um, they <laughs> yeah. they've got this us against the world thing, and yeah. sometimes. And look, I had a Leeds supporter give me both barrels on YouTube earlier in the season. I said, look, mate, calm down. And his reply was, Ben, I'm really sorry. I'm so used to everybody hating Leeds that I'm just on the defensive all the time. Um, So I don't Mm -hmm. know if there's a little bit of... And he was very, very nice afterwards. But um, sometimes, yes, they they can be a little bit... What's the word? Blinkered, Rich. And and the issue they've got as well is other fans hate them because Sky choose their every bloody match they play is the televised match you know the red button has helped them out there but, but Rich have you seen the ratings I know yeah. well, it's exactly if, right if, if, you, if you're in Sky people Rich and you don't put leads on the advertising people are coming straight in well saying, you don't put us on hang on a minute <laughs> yeah why, why, why Leeds, Leeds bought us 300,000 viewers exactly more than right. 
Ipswich yeah. versus Forest. I'm just saying so it's, it's another stick to beat them with, isn't it? That they're always yeah. Sky, it's just blah, blah, blah. A, it's just a huge club, isn't it? Um, oh. Cobob massive Ben, uh, we, and there's a there's a lot of this kind of theme. He's he's given an image of the confirmed teams for League One next year. I'll quickly read them out: um, Accrington, Stanley, Blackpool, Bolton. If they don't get, I go bust. Bristol Rovers. We talked about Burton. Berry, Cov, Fleetwood, Gillingham, Lincoln, Oxford, Rochdale, Rotherham, Shrewsbury with um, another eight teams to be confirmed. This is the company that we now keep um, in the league. Um, has it sunk in yet? My answer would be no. It will sink in when the fixtures come out, I think. Um, has it sunk in for you guys yet? Where will yeah, we I season? Think, I yeah, think, I think it's sunk in. I think it's yeah. sunk in for me. Now, again, Rich, I'm probably, you're probably better placed to answer League One questions than, than I am, but... It, um, I've been I've been ready for it for a while. Been looking, yeah. and I think those of us that went off to Accrington and went to Luton last season, and those who've been supporting for a long time, we I've stood on terraces behind goals in crappy little grounds in in Elm Park in Reading in the nineties, in Manor Ground in Oxford, and Layer Road, there, and, you know, yeah, exactly. Layer Road, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, let's just let's just get this winning mentality back for God's sake. Exactly right. Yeah. Here. Um, Matt Phillips, um, any sympathy for Hurst given the club culture behind the scenes? McGoldrick said no pressure to win. Hurst wanted to change things because it was too comfortable. Given the rumoured resistance to Hurst, should senior players take more criticism for relegation, excuse changes, etc.? That's et a great question. Who wants to take Harry. that one? No, yeah, no, Harry. <laughs> um, He's got a point, again, hasn't I've, he? Because you it's it, always well, Paul Hurst on your shit list, I forget. No, no, the thing is, no, I don't think he is. I just think he, he didn't realise what he was taking on. And you have to say that for things to go so catastrophically wrong, it can't be just down to one man's incompetence on the fo- in the fo- footballing sense. Like, you know, for, for the, the way we've driven this car so spectacularly over a cliff that you can't you can't put it down to Hurst. I'd also add in that I was one of the many who bought into the hype in the summer. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, me, we, too, yeah. me you know, too. Me too. You know, yeah. let's, you know, let's not, you know, we can't all be retrospectively wise and say, oh, yes, you could see how it was all going wrong. No. Um, and I, I think to be fair to the players, I go back to Cole Skews' interview. He was the one into who did the post-match interview after the, the, the defeat, the sliding doors defeat to Rotherham. And he looked like a preoccupied, worried man. And I'd love to ask him if ever I met him what was going through your head then. Because I think him and Chambers, the senior players in the squad, suddenly realised, my God, I can see what we're up against here now. And we just simply don't have, not only do we not have enough, we just don't have anything which to combat what's coming at us. Because they, they were, you know, they, they, we played two and relatively Harry, they, easy games. They knew, yeah. they they knew they weren't going to be able to do what he was asking them to do either. And yeah. one thing I will say, and I don't want us yeah. to get all revisionist on Hurst. Hurst was 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 a failure, you know. And and you have to yeah. argue up to this point, Lambert's a failure as well. They've won four games between them. Um, Lambert's PR is brilliant, and Lambert's in a position to not not be a failure. It's but got more stature, Rich, one he? thing, one yeah. thing I would say, Rich, when Paul Hurst says, "If I went back, I'd do exactly the same again," I absolutely believe him. Mm. I I do think. <laughs> I do think he did exactly what he thought he needed to do, and he didn't really know what he was what he was getting into. Yeah. So. Welcome to the championship. Yeah. I and still often wonder with Hurst if he'd taken the, if he'd stayed with Shrewsbury and looped back around and tried to get them back up last season, whether it might have worked. But then maybe he felt we don't we don't, we don't know at all if spots. Yeah. It feels like the total opposite of the Norwich of the jigsaw falling into place. It's the jigsaw yeah. absolutely fell apart for us, didn't it? <laughs> it fell on the floor exactly. And yeah, but I think I think Mick had been balancing it like this for a, oh uh, yeah, 
for a fair right. while before it was going to fall apart. Exactly right. Um, Phil Y, um, and worth a follow, Phil. He's um, he's involved in kind of the media relations stuff at Prostate Cancer UK. So, town fan yeah. and always um, worth a good follow there. Um, it's always a always a big ask with limited resources and inevitable enforced changes to turn around a club's losing culture and belief at rock bottom into a winning habit. Too many player personnel changes last summer, obviously. But what realistically might we expect to give us a chance of a League One push? Um, Harry, you kind of took the last one. Ben, your kind of thoughts maybe on what? Oh. Apart from I, like I would, stripping it out and getting rid of the deadwood and rebuilding. I go back to um, our colleague Joe who gave a brilliant answer on Saturday. Pattern of play. Mm. Everyone's talking about judge and talking about this, that and the other. Let's get a system of playing football that everybody understands and work at it and get it moving. We just spoke about Marcello Bielsa, who, yes, is a world-class experienced manager. Matt's managed to do that in one season with newish players at Leeds. And everyone's applauding Chris Wilder and Daniel Farker, who've done it over two years. And obviously some brilliant work's gone on in the training ground there. Let's get a pattern of play that our players understand and can execute, for goodness sake, mm. work at it stick at it, support it from the sidelines. And I tell you, the question I'd bring back to you two guys is that when Paul Lambert came here, he obviously wanted to do something that he's not doing now. Uh, Whether he's completely put that idea on the back burner, whether that's totally not going to work in in League One at all, uh, given who we've got and um, what we're up against. But... Um, be interesting to see what the pattern of play is. I think he'll go back yeah. to some of that stuff. I think we might see the split centre backs again. Um, he obviously yeah. wanted to do it, and yep. he he persisted yeah. with it a lot longer than a lot of people wanted to. When it was so blindingly obvious that Jonas Knudsen, Luke Chambers, Matt Pennington, they couldn't do it. <laughs> Harry, anything to add, add into that? Just I'd add, I'd add the key word time, really, because we don't have money to throw it to to throw at it to make to create to engineer a quick fix and we're going to start the second consecutive season with the heavily adjusted squ- adjusted squad um the the, the concept oh, of the league know, one tour, but i i think we, disagree with me for i i just feel we How will many? because i think there's going to be this right we we don't well, have any strikers you, Harry, Hang on, we don't have How- any strikers we don't have any width we have two rookie fullbacks who have should be good enough in league one we have a center-back who is error prone and needs a and a more experienced one beside him, who has had the most difficult season trying to keep the whole thing together. And we have some possibly creative players in the middle of the field. We have a ridiculously unbalanced squad. Go on, Ben. Go on. No, ben. I was just going to say, but I'm just realistically, saying, no. How many of them are going to be gone though? Yeah, I, I still think there'll be a lot of players start that first game. Well, look, my question to you then, Harry, would be. How many players that start the first game are already on the books now? I don't. It's. I. I think it'll be I quite would, a lot. I think it'll be two thirds of the eleven. I think will already be here at least. What, do, what do you think, Harry? 
I think it could be lower. I think you could be looking at four or five. I could be really? wrong. Okay. Given the scale, we've no. You know, look, I've just gone through it. Yeah, yeah. Look who we don't have. But look we, who we don't yeah, have. It's that's the scale of the rebuild. It is. But it's, it's the but most it's the ridiculously in it, unbalanced Harry. squad. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can totally strip it back. I think. I think we will end up with yeah. one or both of Emmanuel and, and Kenlock at fullback. I think Bart will still probably be there. Actually, I think if Bart yeah. leaves, it'll be a late August type of situation for him. Someone will get. Someone will panic and go for him yeah. so he'll still be there it'll be one of NCL or Chambers if not both of those maybe Wolfenden who's already yeah. in the books the midfield yeah. I think picks itself I agree with you totally for me it's the front three slash five where uh, would you be surprised Rich if Jackson and Harrison were up front for the first game I of guess next I season wouldn't, unless we're going to get rid of them I, yeah you, so it's going to be interesting isn't it um, I agree yeah. with you Harry that it, it would be nice to have some upgrades but yeah. I don't know how different it will be yeah, well, I don't know. it might be not I easy to the players on contracts. Yeah. They might not be easy to if Lambert doesn't fancy him to get rid of yeah. him. Yeah, we'll, we will find out in the coming weeks. Um, you may you may well be right, but the, the lack of money would 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 support that. We're just going to have to work with what we've got. But it, it just strikes me that looking at lo, looking at where we are now, it is such a mess. Yeah, it is such an unholy mess of a Harry, team. I remember you saying this earlier in the season as well. It's been a mess for so long. When you talk about the squad yeah. being unbalanced. Mm. Feels yeah. like it's been unbalanced for years. We, we yeah. you know, the 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 length of time. I know, Rich, we've done this to death. We haven't had a right back, and Mick never had wide players anyway. They were always no. converted they're, from other. They were positions. defensive defensive wingers. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. then mirrored mirrored the whole thing back though to Phil's question about the losing culture and belief, and that's why that's the that's thing that scares point. me. Yeah. Yeah. that's what scares me about this dog's, this dog's dinner of a group of players that we now have with some potential in there that it needs fundamental shaping which takes me back to the time question it's the, in many ways this is Marcus Evans's biggest ever summer window and I was going to say any other owner than Evans and I think you would probably see that I think <laughs> I think the trouble is we'll compromise, mm. won't we? And and, yeah. and we'll penny pinch. And Joe was fearing that in terms of the integration of the youth academy players. It will be because yeah. we couldn't get someone on a free or a loan from a Premier League club or give a cursory amount of money to someone to, to prize them away. Um, but yeah. we, you know, let's let's reserve judgment until. But yeah, I think yeah. really interesting yeah. debate. I can, there, I can guys. see it both ways. Yeah, exactly right. yeah. 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 yeah, fascinating summer. Three more. Mm. Let's skip through these... Um, I think two of them are really easy as well. Um, favorite game this season? I think I know your Harry, uh, yours Harry, but I'll I'll confirm for sure. Favorite game? Well, um, it's the, the Mad the Mad Swansea game. Gonna say the Mad Swansea game, yeah. Swansea away game, yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Ben. Um, yeah, Reading two-two because Ooh, I sat there at half time thinking we're going to finish about thirteenth here. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> I had more hope <laughs> after that first half than I did at any other point of the season. Obviously false dawn wasn't it but I had hope then um, whereas I looked back at the Swansea stats from that Swansea game Harry um, recently and it was it was great but by god we were lucky in that game weren't yeah. we um, and I'll, I'll add in um, taking the lead against Norwich at home that was when I had hope that Hurst knew what he was doing um, and that quickly went yeah. against us as well Talking about all buying into the hype, a quick extra little one which I should mention. The first 20 minutes at Exeter, when I foolishly messaged oh, Ben to say me. that I, I said, I've seen the New Jerusalem. I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> You're not finding yeah. that text, are you, Ben? I'm finding it. Oh, no, I won't do it. I think it said, 
they're playing I'm some delightful stuff or something. Yeah, I was on holiday, wasn't I? I was yeah, in France, I think it was just, just the illusion, just was the, the mirage appeared in the desert. <laughs> um, Arthur Pickthorne asks, uh, asks a serious question. Um, I mean, there's a lot of debate I had about Judge. Do you agree that playing Judge ahead of three midfielder styles of space and time and forces him out wide? He needs to be one of the three with two strikers ahead of him. Um, thank you both for your brilliant work all the season. Um, Thank you, Arthur, for your questions. Any thoughts on Judge being ahead of the midfielders? Or I mean, we talked about patterns of playing all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's can I get across again, Rich? Go on, say, yeah, it yeah. doesn't bloody well matter if we if the rest of the team is not functioning in yeah. a way that is sensible. Yeah. Judge Judge can't doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. At the moment, Judge doesn't work because he's playing in a terrible yeah. team and making up yeah. for the deficiencies of yeah. of the creative players alongside Richard, him and frankly, attacking players. Probably overdoing it, trying too hard to make up. Yeah, the, yeah, and exactly, then, yeah. as Harry always yeah. says, um, taking to excess that then becomes a weakness, doesn't it? We yeah. did. There's yeah. a lot needs a lot needs to be done. And um, let's not mention Norwich, but let, let's mention another. Let's mention Leeds. How many times this season have Leeds practiced? Here's the triangle. It's Janssen and Cooper. There's Phillips there. Fullbacks go there. We know what's happening. Yeah. How many? How well practiced is that? Yeah. Let's have and we've these, had uh, five different systems through the season yeah. and three different managers. And rotations and, and yeah. oh, God. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's look, hoping... look at the, Go on, Harry. Yeah. Look at the infrastructure George had at Brentford. That's how I would just draw the contrast because there you had strength and threat out wide. So when he went in, when he cut inside, you knew there was going to be a fullback hammering along the outside. He had strikers dropping out. You know, it was all the geometry, the quality was there as well as the geometry, all those triangles. It's the two together. And, but um, Richard, it's did, not we should... Ju- just apologise to Arthur because we're not saying it's not a relevant question, Harry. It's a good but question. There's, there's, there's a whole stage before that before yeah. that can be answered, and we're not, not shitting on the question or anything. But no, no. You, you, we're talking about point. we're talking about Judge now, currently in a dysfunctional yeah. team, aren't we? Yeah, comparing it to what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Judge is killing himself, doing absolutely everything he can. I think, you know, if anything, he should relax about the goal-scoring thing. I'd say, we he needs the structure. He's a symptom of the wider problem that the, of the lack of attacking structure that we have. Yeah, if you it's put a great a question. Twi- if you put a twenty-quid bottle of beautiful ketchup on a McDonald's burger, it will still taste like crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I haven't got a nice analogy. Put it to on a on. nice burger. Make a nice uh, burger before you put, put the it dressing alongside on. Put some steak or some sweet potato fries. Um, is at least we've got the building looks. Judge is in the building. He's on a contract. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. he's a quality player. If you can figure out a system mm-hmm. around him to bring out the best of him, mm-hmm. so let's hope Lambert can do that. And let's end with. An administrative question, along with some praise from Andreas Christiansen, our mate from the um, videos. That the, do you remember our pre-season oh, he's fantastic, prediction video? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe mm. didn't go as we expected, Andreas. But um, excellent podcast. Thank you for that. Will the preview show be on when we kick off in August? Depending on who's our first fixtures against. If it's someone who hasn't got a fans forum... Um, mm. it, but we will be oh, sure we'll, we have, no, we'll, the we'll. negotiations are we can confirm are complete mm. we've given you the details yeah. of a slight revamp of the kind of midweek schedule um, so yeah. Harry and I and Ben and the yeah. rest of the team um, all being well over the summer yeah. depending on whether and we I, change loyalties yeah. to Coventry or something like that and the Coventry podcast <laughs> I don't know if someone exists plucks me from insecurity well, and it's, it's we'll going to be out. great Rich because I'm sure Harry's going to go away and do the work and we're not going to be listening to what he's saying going 
Oh, Derby, I know Derby. Forest, I know yeah. Forest. Oh, yeah. you know, West Brom are in the Premier League. We're going to be listening going, all oh, right, okay, okay, I'll look out for him, right? Mm. They play that way. Oh, okay. We're not, we're, no one no one knows. And, and there's going to be, I, I dare say there's um, what I call national, I heard some national journalists talking on the Sunday supplement on Sky, pretending they knew what they were talking about. And they're sort of talking about Norwich and they were going Delia and talking about Bolton and talking about Jorkaev and, on the Blue Monday podcast, we are not going to pretend we know what we're talking about League One yet. But we have a man yeah. on our team who's um, yeah. going to get us all smartened up, and um, these previews yeah. are going to be good. Yeah. Is, are we up for doing? We haven't talked about this. I mean, to, to talk about it live, I'm up for doing the grand tour. We did remember oh, yes. we went we went all around the UK, around the championship back in the back in July, and um, I'm already sort of dusting down the pen. So we just we just don't know what we're going to find, and that's half the fun of it. Yeah. And well, I would say there's um, there's lots of outlets, but you you're not going to get better. Um, you're not going to get better material than Harry and Rich give you on those previews, well, even I... though I'm the most biased person you can possibly <laughs> ask. Him. I sound like a Leeds fan, don't I now? Hey? We are the best and we know it. No, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> that's the end of the question, gents. And that is the end of the show. We are clocking in at an hour and 40 minutes. So I hope wow. those of you who are sad to see us go, we've given you extra value there. Ben is... It's like is, the length of a Norwich match, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the good bit is about to happen as well. I'm about to do something amazing <laughs> to turn it all around. Um, no, um, <laughs> just some final thoughts from me. Um, Thank you for everyone for your questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for meeting us and saying hello and buying us yeah. a. Well, no one's bought us a drink here, I don't think, Harry. They might have you, for you. They go in his bookshop. He gets. <laughs> he he gets has to do it, meet and greets in his bookshop. Oh, he's, hey? No one does the he pilgrimage. Set, you know when they He'll set work. up the thing at the book signings? He's got a little table <laughs> at the front there of the bookshop in Bath, eh? Signing in my dreams. Uh. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure for me to host this week. And, and, and it's only because Harry puts in an amazing amount of effort. Well, Ben's already talked about it. What you don't see is the days and days of preparation and, and, and insights and all the, frankly, the chaff that Harry has to Three game weeks. search oh my through God. as well to find yeah. the nuggets of gold. I'm so much more smarter than I've ever been going to Ipswich games before. I knew we'd be crap, but I knew what to expect from the opposition as well. So I'm excited to see what we can do next season, League One. Harry, uh-huh. on behalf of everyone, I want to say thank you. And it's been an absolute pleasure hosting here, this. Here. And yeah. looking forward to us. Maybe a, you can have a summer off now, Harry. Or maybe not. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll be doing the research starts now, perhaps. I don't know. But I'll leave the the final word for you um, in a second. Ben, we, we, you'll be back on Monday. Yeah, my message something. is, Harry, get your ass to Rochdale. Get working. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back for the no, flagship been, yeah. on the weekend, won't you? Yeah. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I'll be back for the flagship. Um, God knows who's going to be on. This is our fourth season now, complete. Um, and even though the, the football team are absolutely terrible, it's been our best season ever for our output. Um, you, you just won't hear... Um, anyone with Dave's knowledge and enthusiasm on Ipswich past, you won't meet yeah. anyone with Statman's, um, the spreadsheets that that guy keeps updating them yeah. every single week, texting us, what's the weather like at um, Millwall or something. Um, you won't find anyone who does better prep than Harry. You won't find, um, to Harry's Grealish, Richard's John McGinn there, setting him off and doing the prep and what people don't know and this is getting very backslappy is what Richard does tech wise yeah. all the pretty things you see on the screen uh-huh. when I'm sat in my car it's all all done by 
Richard. And, you know, Joe's been fantastic. Amy's come on. I mean, Dave is Dave. Wind, wind him up and let him go. And then when we're not there, Mikey slips in. Mikey's a professional journalist working for the Premier League, comes in and um, hosts as well. So um, it's been our best season ever, um, Rich. And... Um, People always say this and you think it's hyperbole, but genuinely, if no one, if no one listened, um, we'd be very sad and, and very lonely and it makes it all worthwhile when we put, and you've done it, Rich, you put tweet out for questions and hundreds of people reply and thousands of people download and it's absolutely fantastic. We're just fans. We're not experts and this is our hobby, but um, we love the community that that, that we've built up, Rich. Yeah, and you're our Bielsa as well. Thank you, Ben, for oh, dragging us that. all up to a I'll level. I'll take that all day long, yeah. So um, you'll be back for the flagship to, to, to sign us off, and we'll probably do some kind of season reviewy type stuff as well, won't we? Cause just, just to remind us how brilliant the season's been. And 71 games I'm on now, Rich, so 72. <sighs> if I, get, I should be able to hit 75, so I will be tweeting Russell Osman telling him that his record is now um, superfluous. <laughs> And in the history books, yeah. <laughs> and it seems utterly uh, appropriate that I um, hand over to Harry to sign us off for the season. Harry, thank you for your hard work. Well, thank you, Rich. It's been an absolute joy working with you over the course of the year. I just feel we've been able to work sometimes we're in the middle of our pods for, I, I know what you're thinking, you know what I'm thinking. We just kind of, it just flows really, really well. It's such a joy, it really is. And I'm really looking forward in this in the summer and over the coming season when we actually find some weaknesses that opposition teams have that we can actually we can do something them. about <laughs> we can exploit them we found a weakness that we can actually do something about that's my fervent hope it's been an absolute fun thank you for all your comments all your t- t- tweets all the feedback it is profoundly appreciated and not taken for granted and just finally to say have an absolutely brilliant summer It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.